Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. Praise God. We've been really kind of talking about like this revival that's going on and everything and basically preparing ourselves just for uh, even a greater move of God among us right here at Christian Assembly Church. Um, tonight, just to share a little bit with you, if, if you're about 80 years old, are you winding up or winding down? We're getting mixed emotions out here. If you're 80 years old, are you, you know, you're winding up? Which way? That way? <laughs> You know, and you think about the life of Moses, and he's probably like, oh, I'm 80 years old now, my goodness, it's time just to take a break, it's time to rest, etc., etc. But God says, hey, buddy, look at that bush over there, right? Look at that bush over there. He looks at that bush over there and he goes, well, that's strange, it's not burning. I see a fire on it. Hmm, I think I'll inquire, go over there and see what's taking place. And so he walks over, and all of a sudden, hears a voice. And that voice uh, addresses an issue. He said, you know, get your shoes off. Take off your shoes. Boy, can you imagine that? You see, where God's presence is manifested, his glory and his holiness are manifested, there's reverence. He commands it. Get your shoes off. This is holy ground. If we want to see a great outpouring of God, we've got to have a consciousness of the fact that he is a holy Holy God. Let's read some of this. Look at the book of Exodus chapter 3. We can learn some things from this. And like I said, we'll quickly do that. And then we want to get back to ministering to the Lord and promoting his manifested presence among us. Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, God knows our name, doesn't he? And he said, here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon you're standing is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. What a, he identifies himself as one with them. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Hmm, what a manifestation. Can you imagine what was going through his head right at that particular time? And what does God do? He calls him. To go get my people out of Egypt and take them to the land that I have prepared for them. Because I want them to be blessed along the way. Well, we see something here that he saw where the presence of God was. Well, you know something? You've got the presence of God in you and I've got the presence of God in me. I don't need to see a burning bush. I know I've got Christ in me, the hope of glory. And we're filled with the Holy Ghost and power. And he's residing on the inside of us. And what did he have to do? He went over and saw that bush. He kind of studied it and said, he looked at it. You know what we need to do? Look on the inside of us and start studying about who we have and what we have on the inside of us. We've got the power that raised up Jesus from the dead living in every single one of us. Praise God. We're not alone. He's greater in us than he that is in this world. Study it. Look at it. See what it looks like. 
and what it can do in and through our lives. And so that's what he saw. So what it does, it, it helps us understand preparation is necessary if we really want to have a greater move of God within our lives. And it starts with doing this. What does it mean to have God in me? Christ in me, the hope of glory, the power of God, the presence of God, the might of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, the holiness of God on the inside of me. And surrender my heart to him and life to him and just say, okay, here I am, Lord. I want you to use me to carry out the purpose of your will, will here upon this earth. So I'm ready. I'm preparing myself. I'm going to be aware of your presence. If I've got some shortcomings that need to be dealt with, then reveal them to me. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to make any excuse like Moses did. I can't talk. I used to make that one, but... I learned. I can't talk. He said, well, you got a brother who can talk. He's a, he, he talks all the time. So just get together. we got a team here going and all that. You know the story. Okay. And then there was a, a purpose. The purpose of it. Look at uh, chapter 3 and verse 8. Beginning of verse 8. God moves and there's a purpose behind it. And I'm come down to deliver them. There's a purpose. Out of the hand of the Egyptians. And to bring them out, up out of the land unto a land that is, and is large. Unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the uh, Hivites, the Jebusites, the Termites. And now, therefore, behold the cry of thy children, the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh. And that thou mayest bring forth my people, and the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So praise God, there's a purpose. What was the purpose? The purpose was to deliver the afflicted. They were afflicted in slavery. And then once they were delivered from their affliction, he was to bless them uh, after they were delivered. And then why did he bless them? So that they would serve him. Those that are blessed would be those that would serve him with their lives. And so we see that God is moving by his spirit and, and producing certain things in the earth, even today that we can relate to. Now, when we talk about a revival, what does revival mean? What does revive mean? It means to do what? Bring back to life, right? Restore to life, to restore to consciousness. And you know what? It's true. If we were all doing exactly what God wants us to do in growing and being transformed from glory to glory and on the move upward in the things of God and not declining at all, there would never be a need for a revival because we would all be going in the right direction. But when we begin to decline and we start to go backwards a little bit, there's a little bit of backsliding, forgetting this, forgetting that, or maybe... You know, uh, sins of omission, commission, all that omission as well. You get to a place of decline and sometimes you don't even know it. And what does God do? He has to breathe life into that. See, for example, take it in the physical realm. If somebody were to faint right here in this sanctuary right now, we've had that happen. There would be people rushing together to get to that person to do what? Revive that person. Bring them back to consciousness. Bring them back to life if necessary. And there would be a team coming together to do that. Why? Because the body's not functioning like it needs to function. Things aren't working like they need to be working. And so we've got people, medical personnel here. They'll rush to, it's an inrush of people to come. That's what a revival is. God sees something that's maybe about to die. And what does he do? He moves in a powerful way to resurrect it back to life. When you think about the Azusa Street Revival, Pentecostalism was about to die. And what happens? We have a revival. A revival, God-ordained revival, and all of a sudden, all these people go out there to the Azusa Street Revival, and they get back to life. They get a life breathed back into their being, and all of a sudden, there's a move of Pentecostalism around the world. And then you, you take it into the uh, 47 to 58, you've got the healing revival. 
And during that healing revival, what was happening, what was dying, man's understanding of the healing power of God. And so God had to revive it to breathe, breathe life into it, bring it back to life, to restore consciousness of it so we can understand that he's a healer God because he's the same yesterday, today, forever, and always. And Jesus never changes. And then you got the um, charismatic revival. The charismatic revival was gifts of the Spirit being in operation. People come out, coming out of denominational backgrounds. Remember, this is God rushing to the scene. Not the medics. God rushing to the scene. God pouring out His Spirit. God manifesting His glory. And as He does that, what does He do? He revives what's taking place within the church world. Why? Because there could be decline in the church because we're surrounded by all this decline. You have to admit, we're living in the midst of a crazy generation, wouldn't you say? When you think about uh, moral decay, when you think about um, attitudes that exist out there where people actually think they can out, uh, rise up above the laws of God and we can ordain marriages that God has never ordained and, and you can take lives of babies and that sort of thing. We're living in a terrible place of crime and, and, and rage and just list goes on and on and on. Disrespect even for the things of God. So what does God do? Listen, he's, he's got to do something big. And that's what he's on the move doing right now. Something big. Because that's what it takes to stir people up, to bring them back to life. Something that we can't do just in our normal way. But he just breathes on it. He breathes into the colleges. He gets these people and he stirs them up. I believe this is going to move across the country and get into secular uh, colleges as well, institutions as well. Okay, And I believe churches are going to wake up once again and revive once again. But then from there, then we see the, what we call the Word of Faith movement. And this is a movement to breathe life into people believing the Word of God. Because you see, once again, when we get over here, there's a move of God. And men are, have a message that comes from God. And people make a monument and want to stay there. But God says, that's not enough. These are all in sequence for a reason. The Pentecostal movement, the charismatic movement, the healing movement, the word of faith movement to get people to believe and trust his, his word. Why? You can't live on a revival. You will never live your life on a revival, all of your Christian life. It won't happen. It just never will happen. God never intended that. God never intended you to live your life with people coming to you as a team every single day and bringing, back, bringing you back to life and reviving you. No, the whole point is what? That your body functioned perfectly, right? So that you're living a healthy life. He wants that for the church. And that's exactly what he's restoring right now back to the church. And you know what? He's calling for people. Are you with me? Are you with me? Will you surrender your heart? Will you just set aside your plans and your purposes and whatever your rituals are and just get, get the people together and just say, here I am, Lord. Praise God. Use me. And so I'm ready. I'm ready uh, for you to demonstrate your mighty power and glory. I'm ready for you to rise up on the scene. Let God arise and the enemy be scattered and splattered and, and everything else. We're ready for that. But once again, we have to take on a military, militant attitude and we start declaring what the Word of God says to be true right here, not over there somewhere, not running to Kentucky somewhere, right here where we live. God is alive. He's moving. He's manifesting Himself. He's manifesting His glory. And He wants to do more than we can even imagine, what we can even ask or think above all of that. And so what are we doing? We are promoting the move of God, the presence of God, the power of God, willing to set aside whatever it takes, praise God, to have God manifest himself in our midst. So are you ready?